So what you're saying is when I need a loan, I have good credit, I have a good income, I have no debt, essentially I don't need a loan, the bank is gonna throw money at me. <laughs> yeah. The poor sap who's in debt, no job, mm -hmm. can't afford anything, he needs as much money given to him <laughs> as possible, but no one will, or they do with a super high interest rate. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? So what happened? They uh, forfeit tonight? No. It, it was a crazy COVID season. So at the beginning of the beginning of the year, they had two weeks or so where they're postponing and canceling games. And then they were going to make it up at the end of the season. But the JV squad, they just decided to call it a season and uh, they, they cut it a day short. Ah, and that's how we got here for episode 186. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, how are you? Good. We were going to record tomorrow because apparently Ted was uh, all water poloed up in here but i guess he said at the last minute no we could record so good good and then and then we said we could record and then i and then i was running around because tomorrow is audrey's sweet 16 party oh boy um so we were running around doing errands for that and the big one six and ann was like oh you can't record tonight i was like well if audrey has her party tomorrow night then what are we gonna do like so I was like, we can we can get this done if Jimmy can go a little bit later. Yeah, man, that's it. That's it. <laughs> we can cram in friendship. <laughs> it's important. All right, what beer do you have? I have. Um, I went to the handy market uh, today this okay. morning after I dropped the kids off at school, and I got a, a a month worth of show beers. And one of the beer, well, two of the beers are from the Pure Project. Have you heard of the Pure Project? Pure project. Pure. P -P oh, pure P -U -R -E. project. No, I have not. So they're out of San Diego, and I actually stopped by their brewery when I was, last time I was in San Diego, and they weren't up and running yet a long time ago, I think a year ago or something. Well, because I think because of COVID, they weren't open for viewing or for for tastings or stuff like that. But in Handy Market, they had some they had some pure project beers, and they have some awesome you know varieties and flavors. And I was like. I was standing in front of the beers and I was looking at all the chocolate and all the cacao and all the, the sweet, the sweet beers that I, that I seem to get a lot for the show. I'm like, all right, let's not, let's do some, some closer to savory beers, you know? Um, so today I got a beer called Midnight in London. Midnight in London. Oh, I got a city beer too. <laughs> and uh, mine's an Imperial Porter with bergamot. And Earl Grey tea. Earl Grey tea. So I've had a I've I've had a tea beer before, um, but this is the first time I've had this one by Pure the Pure Project. All right, interesting. So you have some interesting ingredients in your beer, yeah. as do I. So you've heard of Evil Twin Brewing? Yeah, I love Evil Twin. Okay, so I just realized digging through the the fridge uh -huh. out in the garage, I figured I need to consume this uh -oh. before it's too late, <laughs> because or or I'm super early. I'm not sure which. Mm -hmm. It's a Christmas Eve mm. at the New York City Hotel Room Royal Suite Edition. It is twelve percent ABV. Ah, oh, you beat me. 
Imperial Stout. By a lot. With marshmallow, mm. coconut, vanilla, and cacao nibs. There you go. So Christmas Eve at a New York City hotel room. Christmas Eve at a New York City hotel room. I call that a party waiting to happen. <laughs> and I can't get my finger under the... Oh, my, ow, ow, ow. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. Okay, there we go. 12%. And you said yours ABV was which? Oh, I didn't say. It's 8.8. 8.8. Oh, boy. Vigorous. I got to pour vigorous. It's not. You got you to pour vigorously. I poured too vigorously. It's not foaming much. I got you got a little, little at the end there. Oh, it's dark, though, man. Oh, a dark, robust head. And yours is a porter, you said. Mine's a porter. It has a bright, frothy head. Yeah, that's a deep, dark not so frothy head. Yours is a deep, like, creamy head. Oh, my God. It's chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, if you were going to pour a chocolate milk, like a deep, like a, a chocolate milk with, like, a robust, yeah, the marshmallow kind of comes through a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's insane. Like, marshmallow stout. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like cha. It, it's 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 like a it's it's like a s'mores. I'm drinking a s'more. <laughs> wow, this could be awfully dangerous. I mean, a twelve percent. It's like super rich, you know. But you gotta slow it. Just a twelve percent milkshake. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a twelve percent milkshake. There you go. <laughs> there you go. This is super. I mean, it's creamy. Like the like super full bodied really heavy on the palate as far as the body is concerned Mm -hmm. like almost velvet rolling over your tongue Mm. Mm. and then yeah the marshmallow comes through big uh the cacao nib it's super chocolatey chocolate and marshmallow what i don't really taste i think is the coconut yeah yeah the coconut's kind of like on the back end it's very mild and it's very chocolate marshmallow forward which is kind of weird to say for a beer it's marshmallow (laughs) forward (laughs) you're just missing the you're missing the graham crackers there oh man i know i need to go get some i need to go get some this is just dunk it you know yeah like you know how when you if you have like graham crackers and milk it's like the graham crackers get super soggy right and then your milk has the graham cracker like bits at the end of it yeah oh i could totally like (laughs) just throw a graham cracker and then it's like graham cracker mush beer 12 12 graham crackers oh my oh that you got i think you might you might be onto something there ted (laughs) well i will tell you that mine is very balanced as we like to say and the yeah. the Earl Grey tea, I just I love I love tea in beer, and to have you know, and and, and, okay. and it's and it, and it's so nicely balanced. You know, you can you can kind of catch the whiff of the aroma of the uh, the bergamot, right? And I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it has like a, a, a citrus kind of citrus flavor. But if it was like overpowering citrus it wouldn't be good so it's nice to have that it's kind of a mild citrus that sits citrus in a porter i know wow now let me ask the tea yes is it more like because the beer's cold is it more like an iced tea or is it more like a warm tea that went cold it's a warm tea that went cold because iced tea. Okay. To me, iced tea is usually sweet. Well, I guess it sweet, could be sweeter. Yeah, this is this is not on the sweet side, which is really nice. You're thinking of like southern sweet tea. Yeah, this is definitely uh, you know straight a cold Earl, bitter tea, Earl Grey, and 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 instead of it just has the hint 
of just like an orange peel or something in it, you know, not even not even a full oh, orange, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. not, not like a lemonade. Oh, I follow you like orange zest. Like a zest, yeah. Right. Nice. So so it balances with the porter, the tea, and then the zest. Very good. Yeah. Like almost like when you do a hot toddy and you put some lemon in your tea. Yeah. Right? Right, right, right. Okay, okay. So your week, how was your week? My week was great as always. <laughs> oh man, this guy. <laughs> you know, no I No complaints the, here. The drive the Life of Ted. The drive into work, you know, the te- Tesla's doing most of the driving, so. Wait, are you going are you back in the office? Oh, I'm sorry to 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 drop the kids off. No, I'm not back in the office. Oh, oh, oh. That, okay. You almost got me super excited too. That I can't wait to to sit on the 405. <laughs> No, but I, you know, I go by my office every day when I drop the kids off, you know, it's right there. When's the last time like you were actually in your office? Damn, I guess it was like three months after COVID. Do you even have an office? I still have an office. Yes. We're everybody's keeping all the, the offices, you know, like. All that, the plan to move to communal area <laughs> is kind of crazy, you know, like you don't want to be communal in this, in this, uh, in this environment. So yeah, like open office type stuff where, yeah. And then we're supposed to, if we, if we end up going back or I guess some people have gone back or you can choose to go back, but you have to wear your mask all day and you have to, oh, and you, you wear your mask all day at school or if you're in a uh, indoors indoors. Yeah. I mean, when I'm in my office, I don't. Uh, when I'm outside, but you're still in the ventilation. That that was my thing. Like, you're what ventilation? You're, you're not in a high rise, so that's not too bad. But yeah, but I'm in a high We're rise. Ghetto. <laughs> I'm in a high rise, so I'm th- pretty sure like all the air is just being pumped through the whole building. So it's like talking with my cousin Frank though, who works at Warner Brothers. He's a heating and air guy. Right. And they they what is it? It's like firm or Ferb or something or Merv. No, it's Merv. And the Merv number <laughs> is that HEPA? Is it like HEPA filters? Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. It's a HEPA filter, but there's a Merv number. I don't know what Merv stands for. M E R V, I believe. Mm-hmm. And what that means is there's like Merv 8, 11, 13, and et cetera, right? And right. I think like maybe 15 is the highest. And when you think about like they stop pollens, they stop dust they stop whatever they stop uh, cigarette smoke and such right right and i think frankie was saying that they were getting the highest ones which are like merv 15s and they're super expensive right and they're hard to come by too and they're hard to come by so i wound up for our our house you know i changed you know this has been a cold winter and we've been running the the furnace a bit more than we typically would. Mm-hmm. And in past years, I think it was like Merv 7 or 8 or something, 6, whatever it was. I don't even know. This year, I'm running Merv 11s. And it's like the highest you could probably get for like home for the Consumer. size that we have. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if the house is any cleaner, <laughs> but I feel better. You yeah. Know? And it was only like, it was only like a, I got him on, you know, I did I, I used to go to Home Depot, but I get them at this place called Discount Filter right. and, you know, off the Internet and stuff. And I bought a, a, a case of them and uh, wasn't too expensive, actually. And they they seem to be working, you know, pretty fine. But yeah. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> getting to in the high rise, wearing your mask all day. No, I don't wear my mask all day. But when I'm in classrooms or walking or if a kid's in my front. office, yeah. I do. I'm working with a, a student. I am when I'm by myself or I'm out and about campus at large outside i don't right how was your week 
Yeah, week was was good. I had my annual physical. Okay. And, you know, blood work, the whole nine. Uh-huh. And uh, cholesterol is okay. You know, a few things might be a- approaching borderline. Right. But when you plug in all the numbers into, like, the American Heart Association or the College of Cardiology or whatever the heck it is, there's, like, an iPhone app or something, yeah. right? You plug in all your numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm at 3.2% of getting... Uh, arthrosclerosis easy for me to say <laughs> over the next 10 years right so i'm like mm-hmm. anything under five is like super low risk right ideal is like i think 2.5 and i'm like 3.2 so i'm like you know what i'll take that yeah you know i'm approaching 51 and you know i've managed hypertension mm-hmm. uh, cholesterol and stuff everything's good so i'm super happy about that cool and then i also had my cardiology uh, echocardiogram right. and all that stuff and the reading and got the aok from the doc while i'm running you know and i and i love cardiology jokes right <laughs> Because it's like any, you know, in any field you have like that field's jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, I consider myself, though older, I consider myself an athlete, you know, and I (laughs) do mountain bike racing and stuff and all this. You're a lifer, lifer kind of athletic. Yeah, exactly. So, of course, you're like running the the treadmill and the cardiologist comes in and she's like, hey, did he break the machine? Did he break the treadmill yet? And everybody's (laughs) like, oh. That's a good one there, Doc. You know, and they laugh because like the boss made a joke. It's the hundredth time he said it. Exactly, right? (laughs) And yeah, anybody who fit comes in, that's the joke, you know? And and I'm sure when they see me walking in, everyone's rolling their eyes before the joke even comes out, you know? Right. (laughs) They got a pool. They got a board. They got a a board. And which joke is the doctor gonna pull out? (laughs) He's only got these these four favorites here and the the new guy's off picking the, the, the crazy stuff that he's never going to say. He's never going to say. <laughs> and it's like a it's like a pool. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Pick your squares. Pick your squares. Pick your squares. On which Jim joke. Van Kerr. No, but I'm pounds. running the treadmill and all of a sudden every, everything is going great. Right. All of a sudden I get these things called SVTs, super ventricular tachycardia. Uh-huh. Uh, heart rate's going like 240, 250. And I'm like, oh. And you could feel it? And you could feel it, right? No, I don't feel it. Oh, okay. Because it's like just beating really fast, mm-hmm. but like you don't feel like it's 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 weird. It's not a flutter. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but you see it on the monitor. And while I was wearing the patch for two weeks, I had two of them, one of which hit 260. Wow. That's fast. And she, yeah, and she's talking to me about it and stuff. And and, uh, the thing that causes it is essentially epinephrine and adrenaline. Mm -hmm. And I could tell I was kind of amped, you know, because like, I feel like you're like defending a dissertation or something, (laughs) right? (laughs) The dissertation of fitness. (laughs) I'm telling her like, I, I, I... cycle i work out i do all this stuff now i'm being tested like what am i gonna do like be out of breath in the first two minutes that can't happen (laughs) i gotta like be ready to go i'm surprised you didn't bring in your own equipment and be like i don't do treadmills and you have like (laughs) you have your your bike in there well a a quick side note the woman told me that like they used to have a bike Uh and people could choose ride or bike and so cyclists would come in and be on the bike and they would be able to go so hard for so long that she's there like trying to get the (laughs) the the echocardiogram go and people are sweating on her (laughs) 
and they're riding for so long, her shoulders like shaking, you know, and, and, and she's like, that's it. No more. They do it the old fashioned way, you know, and. But yeah, anyway, so I had these SVTs and she said, uh, she said, the main thing is if you're, if you know, you're going to have a hard workout, Mm -hmm. drink less coffee. Okay. Is pretty much what she said. And she said, you're working out hard anyway and stuff. You don't need coffee. Like you're already awake and going. Right. It's a good pick me up in the morning. Right. Exercise. Yeah. And she said, she said, if, if you do feel them, just back off because she said both times I had them while wearing the patch, they were less than 15 beats. I said, yeah, I saw it on my heart rate monitor on the Garmin head unit. Mm-hmm. And I immediately like stopped pedaling and they just dropped. They, they went away. Huh. She said, she said, because they stopped so quickly, I'm not worried. Right. It's not out of control because you're it's not out of control. You control stuff. it by just ratcheting by down. stopping yeah. essentially ratcheting yeah down and she said she said but if you stop and they keep going we have issues right you know and you got to come back and all this stuff but for right now that was you know it's a weird thing it's like what i w- oh and the other thing too is so i i was having all those premature beats and extra beats and all this kind of stuff and it was less than one percent so meaning i was having less than a thousand a day and I'm like, how is that possible? There were times I was up for five hours. Right. Just constant. Well, what they do is over the course of two weeks, they could go on for like six hours. A run. Right. Right. Every three beats for six hours. Oh. And you're just like, it's like driving you crazy. Yeah. But then you don't have any for two days. So when you average that out over the time, it's like you don't have that many. Right. So in one block, I have a ton. But over the course of a large number of days, I don't have a lot. Right. And I'm like, right. Yeah. But if I can't sleep nights, man, it's driving me insane. And she's like, I know, but that's how we average them. I'm like, you people are crazy. (laughs) And then I asked her, too. I said, have you ever had any? And she said, no. I'm like, that's why you do it that way. (laughs) (laughs) If you had it, you'd be more sympathetic. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You know, but overall, my health is good and I'm happy and I have the green light to just do what I want to do. So do what you want to do. Back off when you feel it and you're good. Yeah. You know, and and just uh, if she knows like today's a hard day on the bike or something, just don't drink so much coffee and and it won't get your adrenaline going and bada bing, bada boom. I'm good to go. Sweet. So, yeah. So, Ted, we have a Netflix 2022 movie preview. Yes, sir. And what we've had these in the past yes where they come out and they say here's all the movies that we have coming out for 2022 or 2021 2020 2019 you know we've had them year after year and it and if it was the, if it was just another one of those i wouldn't have put it on but this one felt better and different yes I agree. And I think it's because it's the first one we've t- we, we've viewed and talked about where they broke the fourth wall. They break the fourth wall with each of the movies in the space of the movie in as the characters within the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 so like machine gun fire and they're just talking to you. <laughs> Yeah, they're in this picturesque landscape, and then they turn to the camera and they say something to you because it's in here or something. What's what's the line? It's it's in here, right? Is that what they say all the time? In here, in here is the is the kind of the catch the catchphrase. Now, not everybody says it, 
but many of them say it in here. Your nightmares become, you know, a great. Th- I thought it was not every. Or I thought it was every night's a movie night or something. So every night's. So that's the opening line and the closing line and the closing night. Closing line, right? Yeah, it's like a. It's like a bookend. Every night's a movie night sandwich. It's a book bookended. Every night's a movie. Yeah. Night. So that's a possible title, but I thought in here was a nice title because it's hard enough to capture your. You know, we. You know, working at Disney Channel, we we have big international days, we called them, where you pull together all the cast from all your shows and you put them in together in one set for a weekend and, and you kind of shoot a bunch of stuff with them and you have them all on green screen and stuff like that. So I bet I bet a lot of this is green screen and a lot of this is, oh, I'm sure. is like yeah. that. But I mean, it's just the effort and the the care at putting this in. I'm I, I love the technology we've seen at, you know, CES where you can take plates of all the things that you shoot and the plates are just like the backdrops of everything. And, and you know, we started to do this where you take the plates and then you put it into the, you know, put people on sound stages with green screen or, or now with like the volume, you know, you can have the, the projected background already in there. And then you have them do these scenes and it just it just felt so well choreographed, you know, and then and just and and well scripted throughout. I liked it because I think exactly what you said was it's within the context of the scene of the movie. Right. And it's as if here's the scene that's going to play out in the movie, but they just look to the camera for a brief second and say whatever they say tonight's the movie night or something as they're like in the middle of machine gun fire (laughs) you know or ryan reynolds gets into the elevator like half beat up or something right right yeah it was i thought it was really well done in in a lot of times like sizzle reels are that trope of we're just going to blast what we're going to show you as quickly as we can and cut through everything. But this was a sizzle reel that took the time to actually address the audience to say, come on, we're inviting you to come over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, just chocked full of stars like, oh, man, massive. I couldn't I couldn't imagine more stars in in massive in anything, you know, so. They have a huge library of movies this year coming at you. What What's your favorite? Do you have one that one that sticks out for you? There's so many. Yeah, there's so many. The funny thing is, I don't know what the movie was, but there was like a streetcar mm-hmm. that looked like it was on. It was like in a city in like in Brussels or something oh, okay. or somewhere in Belgium. And they're shooting like some machine gun. That's why you go back to the machine gun fire, I guess. <laughs> but they were shooting a machine gun at the thing. And it was, you know, like how I mean, you, you, you've you lived in Europe and, you know, been to Europe and stuff. And the way the streets are, they're really narrow. But like it's it's like they have that kind of medieval uh, architecture right, right. and row house sort of look to it. Yeah. And it was like there was a scene in a European. I don't even know the city. I'm guessing it was like Brussels or or or. Uh, Ghent, somewhere in Belgium, probably. But that was the one that looked the most intriguing to me because it, I want to go back to Europe. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. No. Oh, and, I, and I think, and I think uh, Ryan Gosling is the one on the top of the on the top of the. Yes, the, the that tram. was the one. 
and the, that and was the, the one. And the, and the GL wagon is got the got the gun on the gun turret on the top of the GL wagon, you know, <laughs> on the Mercedes. Yeah, that was the one, and I think that's the one that got me the most excited. So you can. So this is totally in your wheelhouse. But what is if I give you if I spell something? Do you think you can you can decipher what what town this is? It says V. Either V E or V O Z O V N A. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna write it as your as your Okay. So V O Z O? V O Z O V N A. V N A. And then B O H N Is this a second word? I C E. Yes. Second word B O H N I C E. I froze the frame and it's so cl- crystal clear um, <laughs> and it's on the side of the tram that they're that they're fighting on top of because I was going to say Prague and you're saying Belgium <laughs> and uh, and I don't know. Oh, you could look it up on the Internet. We could do that. Yeah, I, I'm in Google Maps right now, but it's but all of a sudden an Asian city popped up for me. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I got it. It's it's all right. It's Prague. Yay. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Very cool. Okay, now we're going to go. We're going to go. There we got we got I mean, if you have have you been to Prague? You haven't been to Prague? No, we planned a trip oh. to Prague and Prague wound up turning into Paris. Oh. So we went to Paris that year instead. We went to Or wait, was that Paris? I don't even know. No, I think that was Paris. Uh we were yeah, it was it was Amsterdam, Ghent, Bruges and Paris. And we were we started off as Prague in some Warsaw or something. Yeah. So I think we're gonna go to Prague though next. The motherland. <laughs> the Gray Man, I believe, is the movie you're that you're looking at. This actioner with uh, with Love Ryan it. Gosling, and it has Chris Evans as a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. That looks so awesome. Like you know. And what was the what was the one with Chris Hemsworth? He just kind of with his with his fancy man glasses. Yeah. He just kind of looks at you and says, hey, we're going to be watching movies <laughs> or whatever the heck he says. But it was like, what is that for? I thought it was a sequel to his uh, his very successful action flick. Oh, where he's in India. Yeah, he has. He's that mercenary guy trying to kill himself or something. Oh, you think it's that? I think it's that. Okay. Because that's the one, you know, they, they went crazy with the lower thirds. Like, they were lower thirding the movies like three, four times when they popped up. Define lower third. That's where they put the name of the movie or put just words at the bottom of the screen. Okay. Some people, <laughs> me, don't know what that means. Uh, I, I struggle with lower thirds, my friend. For your job, you mean? Or? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, they, they go through painstakingly to label all of the movies over and over again. And it's like for that one, for Chris Helmsworth, they didn't, they just have him and talking to the camera. So yeah, it's, it's kind of neat, but yeah, I think I'm looking forward to the gray, the gray man for sure. But I'm definitely, I think knives out. There's a reason they use that to close out at the end, the, the close out the thing. Cause it's one of the big, the big gets for Netflix is to, to, to have knives out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing, I know you guys are big fans. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the first one? Wait, there's a second one. This is the second one this is a knives out too. That's just for Netflix. Okay. Then no, we'll have to see the, we'll have to. So do you think you guys have to see the first one? Oh man, you just, just buy it. Just, just get it. I, well, it's not, I mean, that's, it's not like the barrier is money. I mean, it's, 
It's streaming. It's streaming. You could stream it. Yeah, we just have it. So do you think because they're going to have the second one, do you think the first one is going to be on there as well? Or do you think the first one's proprietary to someone to, to some other platform? The first one was on Amazon Prime for a really long time. Okay. And then we went back to look for it. We were going to watch it last weekend and it wasn't on Amazon Prime or we couldn't find it. Okay. And then our Echo, our little Echo... Said, go check out Netflix. <laughs> it's like, no, it was telling us to watch it on Amazon Prime again, so I don't know if it's if it's there or if it's not there. But ch- do, you have, do you have Amazon Prime or do you turn it off again? No, we still have it. Okay, so check out Amazon Prime. It might be there. Okay, I, I will. Yeah, we'll get into an Amazon Prime show later and what we're watching. Okay, so. all right, all right. All right, man, Suspicion, Apple TV+. Plus. Cool trailer starts with suspense. It leads you to believe, I think, by the music and such, mm-hmm. that it's going to be a trailer to the trailer, but then it teases the trailer to the trailer, <laughs> but then it drives on into an actual trailer and never does a trailer to the trailer. I love that angle. The bait and switch, the bait and switch trailer, the trailer. <laughs> It's like it's not even the bait and switch. It's like we're going to we're going to goad them into thinking it's going to be one. And then we're just going to keep moving forward. Uh We're not going to we're not going to put a jump cut or a break or anything into that. So I'm just like, okay, cool. I dig that. I dig that. It just drives. It just drives it. Yeah. Nice juke right there. So I was thinking I couldn't stop thinking about ransom on this one. Okay. Yeah, I, I see that. I see that. And I agree. Um, what I do like, though, and it reminded me. A Tarantino movie where they had did, was there a Tarantino movie where they had presidential mass? No, what was the movie with the presidential mass? Point Break. Point Break. That's what it is. Point Break. That's what it was. It reminded me of Point Break. And why is it though that whenever there's like a crime, they always have like a presidential mask? Oh, it's always in a- this case, it's George Bush. <laughs> But Nixon always makes for the best one, though. Always, always, yeah. Nixon, the the Nixon mask is always the best because <laughs> he can look at he can look straight at the 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 close the closed circuit television and do the peace symbol and say, "I am not a crook," and literally, you are a crook criminal. <laughs> but what I love about this one, though, is it's George Bush, but the Queen is in there. <laughs> There's a queen. Yeah, because they're Brits in in New York City, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. I mean, I like it. I like the premise. I think I'm going to watch it and stuff. It's going to it's going to turn into like a a political kind of piece, right? You think so? Yeah, because doesn't it? It's like the only thing that the 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 ransom, the only thing the kidnappers want is for her to come clean. Right. It feel it felt it felt like that was the that was the ransom that they were they were paying was explain, you know, how your company has exploited X. You know what I mean? Fill in the blank. Whatever your company did to explain how you could support January 6th insurrection. Right. right, it's right, like right. it's like uh, a nod to that, and then it's like there's no denying it, Bucko. I don't know. What do you think? Suspicion. I mean, it. it I, I like it. It's. I don't think it's top on my list, and it wouldn't get me to subscribe to Apple TV if I didn't already have it. Right. However, we do have it, and I think I would watch yeah. it. And okay, the trailers seem to go on for a long time. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't a long trailer, but it seemed like it was a long trailer. It felt long. Okay. Okay. Movie or series? Oh, I thought it was a movie. 
I think it's a movie too. Here we go again. <laughs> the lines have blurred completely. Yeah, they have. But but I think the reason to to me, I I also too had the feeling of uh, the trailer kind of going on too long. But I watched it again, and I think what it does is it it kind of puts you through the paces of the way these so-called uh, accused kidnappers are are feeling. Yeah, I get you. So it's kind of like it's like in the beginning it's confusion and everything like that and then there's this the accusation, the suspicion that's laid out in front of everyone. And by the end, that last third of the trailer, it's almost like they are actually being brought together to actually collude to do something. <laughs> and I don't know whether they've joined forces to fight for their innocence or join forces to be like, well, if we're going to be called kidnappers, let's, let's at least make something good out of this or something, you know, <laughs> like figure something right. out or maybe they did it. And this is part of it, you know? <laughs> and so I love the, the nuanced, uh, not giving it away at the end there, but you can tell that in the end, some things have changed. And there is like, uh, there's going to be some kind of reckoning. Okay. Yeah. I like the the insight. I might have to watch it again. Overall, I think it goes to what you're saying about uh, what we said, I think it was last week where Apple TV is able to, they found this niche. Yeah. There's like this niche to it, but it's like a non uh, linear, maybe it's a non. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. With, with severance. It's like a quirky. It's it's eight twenty four ish. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know the way they go about things, and I think this is more of a mainstream trailer. But I think the movie itself or series <laughs> is going to is going to be. You know, it's going to be a little bit off from what we would otherwise expect. That that's just my speculation. And then one last one, uh, Netflix. Right. Downfall, the case against Boeing. I love I love your two word review. What was that? Trainer fodder. <laughs> Trainer fodder. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, man. And this is what I don't get. Watching the trailer and you look at like how these execs are are just lying about it. Right. Yes. Very openly. Very openly going to, to Congress, going to the Senate. Com hearings committee or whatever the heck it is and they're blatantly lying about like how their planes are safe right what part of planes falling out of the sky do they think the public will not real Ugh. recognize or realize right right i mean it's not like planes are safe oh that just happened to be an accident a mistake literally pilot error <laughs> pilot error is not a term it's the actual an actual scapegoat here. When you have plane after plane falling out of the sky and it's the same plane, like, no, you're lying. Right. Ugh. Man, it's like, what is it with these? I mean, it's like Boeing or Exxon or any of these companies that just like right in your face, you know? <laughs> so here, here's my here's my thing. Right. And I love, you know, I've been thinking I. I drive the Tesla every day, so obviously I'm thinking about it a lot. And you said, and you know, I'm and you're thinking about what a lot. Okay, I'll give you the thing, right? So I, I'm doing the, I've submitted myself to the beta testing, right? So I want, I want to get the FSD beta, 
but they haven't. Okay. They've only given it to 50,000 drivers. And I guess I'm not one of those 50,000. Boo, boo is me. How Do you know how many there are? There's 53,000 FSD cars on the road right now. No, what I mean is, do you know how many Tesla owners or Tesla drivers or, te- you know, I mean. I think there was a million new Teslas on the road for 2021. Oh, so 53,000 is a small. Very small sample. Wow. Size. Okay. Okay. So th- there was a recall. So th- so I'll, here, I'll, I'll do one thing. There's a recall on the full FSDs, and that's the only reason why I know there's 53,000, because the full FSDs, there was a setting within the thing where you could do a have a California setting where at stop signs, it would roll through the stop sign. <laughs> you know, if there's, if there's no traffic coming anywhere, it would just slow down and then go. What, you think you're a bicycle? No, it's like, it's called, Cal- it's <laughs> called the California setting. It's California rolling stuff. No, I got it. I got and, it. Yeah. Uh, and the National Travel Safety Bureau said, uh, maybe computers, the first AI that learns how to drive shouldn't be doing California rolling stops. So they issue a so-called recall. And the recall is just a, a software patch that they send to you over the air. So you're, you, you know, as an FSD, I'm sure you ought have to sign up for the automatic updates. So they send you this patch and it, and it goes to your machine anyway. So to call it a recall is harsh. It's just a software update. Yeah, exactly. Right. We should, we should start, we should start calling these things what they are not recall. And then the, the stock price takes a hit and then a week later it's back up, whatever. A recall is the door latches will fail and fly (laughs) open at 60 miles an hour. And you need to bring it to the dealer. You've got to bring it to the dealer. They change all the door latches. Yeah, that's a recall. A software update is a software update, whether it's, I mean, Every time Apple puts out, you know, like a new uh, OS, <laughs> Monterey 12.2.2, yeah, exactly. that's not a recall. Right. They're not recalling <laughs> the entire machine. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, so we're we're gonna we're gonna work on that. We're gonna stop calling those recalls, right? Uh, but but you had said so. I had said, oh look, I'm I'm in the beta program, and I have to I have to have to score my driving as I drive, right? And I said the lower number should be the one who gets in, not the higher number, right? Exactly. So you are thinking as a society or like a government, okay? And I said, no, no, you got to start with the highest number of people because those are the people that it, that don't need it. You have to start with the people that don't need it. So that the systems can learn and and it'll actually have success rolling out. So what you're saying is when I need a loan, I have good credit. I have a good income. I have no debt. Essentially, I don't need a loan. The bank is going to throw money at me. (laughs) The poor sap who's in debt, no job, Mm -hmm. can't afford anything. He needs as much money given to him (laughs) as possible, but no one will, or they do with a super high interest rate. Right, so he'll never get out of that hole, yeah. So he'll never get out of the hole. So in other words, act like you don't need this shit and you get this shit for free. It goes back to swingers. Yeah, but I mean, so this is this is my my thing is you know to to come full circle back to this Boeing uh, Boeing documentary. It's like you know the the planes have redundancies and they have designs and they have the whole systems are all set up so that all the pilots that fly the planes know how to do it. You know, they can fly by instruments and stuff. So the training and all that is built into it. And now with the new 
plane. They decided to make things, quote unquote, better. And then they just, you know, destroyed the the marriage of the plane and, and the and the pilot. Pilot machine interface or something or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But but yeah, so I was like I was like, so so it's it's it fits perfectly because you're like a community guy. You're trying to get people to build like <laughs> bike pads and you know Oh my god. A community organizer. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should run for president. <laughs> <laughs> they got too much tape on you, Jim, with with all these podcasts. Oh God, I'm done. I'm <laughs> Do you done. remember in uh, in 2000 when you said They'll on take, a podcast? Uh, how a much could they that? take out of context? <laughs> That's the worrisome part, right? No, they'll just take like a hundred episodes, and they'll and and all they're going to do together. is pick up one word, and they can make me say anything, <laughs> man anything right they'll just splice it oh god i'm done i can never, <laughs> never run i'm never anything. gonna work in this town again <laughs> all right so ted before we get into what we're watching yes. let's talk a little bit about deep fakes okay so we got duped last week i hear i did i did well i no i wouldn't say you did because last week we did talk about how we prefaced it we we, we thought it was you know we said, hey, this could be a deep fake. We're not sure. And, you know, we kind of went on with it and such. And in hindsight, you know, maybe we should have done other research or whatever. And it turns out that, yeah, it was a fake and we got duped. It was a fan. It was a fan trailer, a fan edit, they call it. Okay. And let's put it this way. Like, I would say a, a fan edit is this is cool. This oh, is yeah, fun. Right. This is what might be. A deep fake might be like to get people to believe in something else. And putting the faces in there. Right. Like uh, a fan edit would be like recutting a trailer for a movie that's already out or something or recutting a trailer for a, for a movie that's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So can you talk to like a little bit about how you discovered that it was a fake and everything? Well, initially when I saw it, I was I thought I was on one of the legitimate handles one of the channels within youtube and then i th as i was going back to to build the website or to build our, our page for that day i couldn't find the channel that i thought i f thought i got it off of because i thought i got it off marvel or disney plus or something like that and it was on like a screen crunch or something i think and when I dove into the <laughs> into the the chats of that, you know, if I had seen that it was from them, I think we wouldn't have put it on the show last week. I was I was doing it quickly, but I thought I was on like Marvel Entertainment or Marvel UK or something like that. So, you know, the minute you get into the into the comments, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, ha, 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 we did, you know. It was pretty good work, you know. We did a pretty good edit, you know. <laughs> so they were they were kind of coming clean in there. So that was fine. And, you know, I think they took the reports of who's in, who's credited, who's being credited in these movies. So there's gonna be some cameos. And I think that was the news that they were leveraging to put this stuff together. I mean, I was hoping that you'd say in the comments, like you'd be reading the comments, maybe this is the one to get TJP. <laughs> you know, like they've been trying, they've been after us for like a hundred, a hundred weeks now or something. And, and they finally yes, got us. Yes. And now we're, now we're duped, you know, but. 
But yeah, you know, and I think it just goes to the point. I wanted to talk about it this week because I think it goes to the point to say that people go to YouTube, you know, as as one outlet. I mean, there are, there are others, but they go to YouTube because they want to see trailers for movies or TV shows or whatever it is, or they want to see deleted scenes or they want to see, you know, I mean, there's a, how many things do I get fed every time I open up YouTube? It's, it's, it's countless. Yeah. And that goes to things like news stories that goes to what's going on with, you know, the Ukraine that goes all this stuff. And at some point, it's like, what, what, what is real? What is fake? What is the truth? Mm-hmm. What is the truth with like COVID-19 or, or masks or vaccines, vaccines, <laughs> any of this stuff. And it really comes down to anyone could put out anything that looks so believable that even experts <laughs> like Jim and Ted can still be fooled though, right? Right, right, right. And it's like and and then you bring in someone like, you know, and and I use my mom kind of as as like the average person, you know. Right. I'm not saying she's dumb and I'm not saying she's brilliant or smart or anything. She's just like an average yeah. person who just goes places on the internet or her friends say, Oh, I saw this on Facebook and everybody's ultimately everyone's innocent in their approach to the story, but then they believe it and they start spreading these things and it's just right you have to be on your toes at all times even if it's something as simple as a movie trailer i mean we're we're constantly telling relatives you know you should probably take that down i don't i don't think that says what you think it says (laughs) or right uh, you know that actually isn't true like you gotta take that down like you know and and it's and it's so and I was just like, let's not let's not waste our time with it. I think I think the peop- the casual observer, when you're when you're looking at stuff, you don't necessarily have an analytical angle on everything or a skeptical, a skeptical mind towards it to say. Yeah, exactly. You're not you're not you don't have your defenses up all the time. So, you know, so it's easy for things to It's exhausting if you did. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then and then you're kind of cynical. <laughs> you know, then you're then you'd be like this this hardened cynic, you know. Um but yeah, so it it is it is something to keep in your mind and then just and just take everything with a grain of salt this, you know. Yeah, and I and I think the reason why I just wanted to bring this up and talk about it is you know we watch these things all the time and you it's easy to get fooled by stuff right whether it's a movie trailer or the news or pro topic or anti-topic or whatever it might be not you know pointing out anything specific but i think the danger comes when you see something that may or may not be true and you see somebody espousing something on you know the next door app right or, or facebook or something right and then you go into the workplace or worse yet you just keep putting it on your social media and it perpetuates. And one of the big ones here was at the middle school, they had choose your gender day Uh for their spirit week over, you know, Valentine's. And there was no such thing as that, Mm -hmm. but kids put it out there to like goad the adults into thinking, you know, because 
adults freak out over that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, like especially Republican adults <laughs> freak out over that stuff. Like, oh, my God, they want me to my kid to choose their gender. Oh, like that's new symphoria, you know, oh, and then they go down God. this rabbit hole. Well, these kids like they pick up on it and they come up with it. And the adults on Facebook were going insane, you know, in the local community. Yeah. So the point I'm getting at is you just got to be careful. So wait, the kid, the kids made this up or some somebody made it up. The kids made it up. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Have you heard about the have your birds or birds are not real birds? Yeah, I think the earth is flat, though, right? <laughs> yes, the earth is definitely flat. But there's a guy, there's a kid who made up an, a conspiracy called Birds Are Not Real. Okay. And he had a website and he said birds have been invented. Birds have not lived on the planet since 1960. And all the birds we see are, are fake. And they're all spying on us all the time. They're all cameras. And they're and all cameras and they're all remote controlled drones. And they're just there. Oh, my God. Ted, <laughs> can we pause this? I want to go put it out on the Internet to make sure. that no, I'm Well, he came out early, late last year as, you know, as a spoof on how easy it would be to to fool a bunch of people. Like the onion. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. I love the onion back in the day. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he he came out and he said it was it was fake and it you know and and he hoped that the people that followed him were in on the joke, <laughs> you know. Aud- Audrey was really Audrey was really into it. She really liked it and she was kind of spooked. So Audrey's anti bird. <laughs> she does not. She's not a fan of birds. Um, <laughs> Especially they poop on you. <laughs> and uh, and and she was into it in a tongue-in-cheek way and she was kind of being funny about it of course but yeah Anne was very concerned that she was believing it you know and i was just like oh my god and i was like no no it's just tongue-in-cheek but but i think because because Archie was like joking about it straight-faced even when you joke about it you're still spreading it you know what I mean? right <laughs> like, right yeah. you know like you said straight if you're straight-faced and you don't do a wink and a nudge then somebody somebody you're talking to believed it might think that wow audrey said this therefore it must be true <laughs> i'm friends with audrey audrey's smart i trust audrey therefore i'm going to say it's true and next thing you know it's QAnon. <laughs> oh, uh, all right with that right, with no, that what are you God. watching all right so speaking of youtube I'm watching a lot of Tesla drive along videos. Battery. No, they they had a Tesla. They had a drive along video for one of the FSDs. And did you know that there's a non Tesla post consumer uh, camera that you can buy to put in your car? Non Tesla post. So there's there's a yeah that could be any camera. No no no. It's I'm sorry. Right. It's I'm not, called what am I what am I missing? It's called Open Pilot. It's a camera you load into your car. You attach it to your com- car's computer. Oh oh. And if and if you have um, lane assist. So the the car will stay in a lane on a highway. Sure. This camera will upgrade that to a self-driving vehicle. It won't it won't I did not know that. It won't raise it to the full 90 degree turns that FSD Teslas can take. It can put about 
a 45 degree angle torque on your steering wheel, but it can't make a 90 degree turn. Like you can't turn right and left, but it'll curve right and curve left. Yeah. So if you're on a high, if you're on a highway that curves, it'll follow that curve, you know? And you stick it what in your windshield? Stick it on your windshield. Oh God. Plug it into your computer. This scares the hell out of me. <laughs> so you're usually it says like 2019 is when a lot of that lane assist was coming out in cars. So if you have like a Toyota or a Lexus or anything with lane assist that's about 2019 or newer, you can put this $3,000 open pilot into your car. Wow. And have a have a have something that approaches a self-driving vehicle. Do you know how many of these might be on the road? They're on their third generation. I don't know how many that that that's an interesting question. But so the two guys that were in Louisville, Kentucky, one of them had a Toyota with this open pilot and the other one has a Tesla 3 that he's put 100,000 miles on. And they drove each other's car for the day with the other person in the passenger seat. And they had the experience of driving the other self-driving car. And the way they drove it, it's like I watched an hour of this because I'm like having all of the same experiences, but I don't have, you know, I have Audrey, Bryce and Ann in the car with me and none of them are as excited as I am about how, how the car (laughs) is driving. I'm like, it's like, it's like teaching a child how to drive, you know, it's learning and it's trying (laughs) things and it's, and it's, and it's like, it wants to change lane, but it does a little, you know, it does a little shake Jimmy, you know, kind of shimmies in the lane and then it pulls it, pulls it back out. It sure. It ducks in, pulls out, ducks in, pulls out, and then it'll just stop in the highway. And you're just like, all right, hit the gas. Um, So I watch that and I watch a lot of uh, Tesla videos on YouTube, but um, creatively in uh, in scripted television that I watched, I finally finished Schitt's Creek. It's all done. You're done with it. All done. Six seasons. Is it not coming back? I mean, it, it closed itself out. It closed itself out. It had. They had already written the end of the show by the time they were getting very, very popular. So, you know, it was like they, they've done stuff for the queer community that it was great to watch the after. There's like an after doc, you know, the for the very final season. Okay. Um, which was great to watch and, and the things that they've you know, made for the queer community. That final season is all about David and uh, Patrick's relationship and to have somebody from a small town America coming out as gay and falling in love with David. You know, (laughs) it's just like it was there were there were scenes and there were moments in there that that are just so poignant and so important that it was like this is a 22 minute comedy. Like, you know, it's it's not it. It should be throwaway stuff and then to 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 see that the effort and the care that was put into the production of it from the beginning to the end you know i think breaking bad six seasons i think was was perfect this six seasons also perfect and they're 22 minute episodes yeah okay and in the 22 minute episodes what you're saying so the story arc that they follow also follows like a social uh, a political social kind of a thing for the way i don't know if i i don't know if i'm if i even know how to explain it because i haven't seen it but it was never it was never overtly message oriented okay it was always about the jokes and about the comedy of the situation and the characters being able to grow. But there's an underlying 
message throughout the the seasons or yeah exactly it's not it's it's about it's about you know wealth in america and 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 now it's a and it's you know and 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 i think essentially who holds the power who holds the power but also you know when you think about trust fund babies and all the all the rich second generation money kind of thing the new money rich people it kind of they kind of get stunted in their growth, you know, like these kids were spoiled brats <laughs> and then they lost everything. And by losing everything, they had to come to terms with being human. You know what I mean? Like their wealth was so out of this world that they didn't have any consequences for their actions or inactions. And then to be to have the rug completely pulled out from under you and then to have to grow, you know, grow up, you know, in this very real way over the seasons. The arc of the the kids in this in this show was just so great. Every loose end was tied up and everything was poignant. And that last season. So it finished well, too, then the last season, every episode was like wrapping something up or okay okay or or doing it so and what platform it's on netflix netflix okay um it's on canadian some canadian broadcasting corporation cbc pop pop entertainment or something they're the ones that produced it all right when i'm in canada i can watch it (laughs) but it's on netflix (laughs) and netflix again netflix is a star maker here see when i hear cbc i think california broadcasting Uh, they it made it a big a big time hit, and that was like third fourth season, I believe. And uh, and then they were already. Is it a Canadian show? It's a Canadian show. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. No, I mean it's Canadian production, but I think it's about an American city, a, a U.S. city. That's what I mean. Is it a Canadian? It's 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 produced, directed, filmed, everything. Yeah, in Canada. exactly. Yeah, Eugene Eugene Levy from Second City and from all the Christopher Guest movies. You know, a mighty wind, and uh, uh-huh. yeah. So yeah. he's he's the patriarch, and then his son. He's the dad in American Pie and all that stuff. Right, right? exactly, exactly. Yeah, and his son plays his son, <laughs> and his daughter plays the uh, the waitress in the in the one diner. So the three of them, you know, the a father and his two children get to be actors and creators in this in this TV show for seven years together. It's so amazingly special to 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 work together like that. Having your family and all that yeah. stuff. And, yeah. and then you have your extended family kind of becomes there. So, you know, uh, great show, poignant, more poignant than I thought it would have, it could ever do um and now we're watching we're in the middle of watching the amazing spider-man so last week oh, last okay. weekend the kids wanted to watch it and i could buy it digitally for like 15 bucks each or something like that and i was like nah that's kind of steep for an old movie you know what i mean like right so i found dvds and i bought the dvd double pack both uh one and two for 10 bucks there you go so i have it and so we're watching the first one. Very cool. Very cool. How about you? What are you watching? Uh, yeah. So we got, we're well on our way into season two of Servant. Okay. No idea where it's going. It's getting <laughs> creepier as we watch. Weirder and weirder. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, overall, we like it. It's, it's far more horror than it is anything. Have you been introduced by, to the psychologist yet? The psycho- the black woman? Yes. Oh, yeah. She came in first season. Did she come in the first season? Okay. She's like, no, the kinesiologist. Kinesiologist, that's right. Yeah, and she hypnotized the other black guy. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that whole thing and stuff. I mean, very creepy. Uh, we like you know, there's some sort of magic, uh, the occult or something yeah. going on, but I, I have no idea. And yet, and yet, the occult's going on. There's this other stuff going on, and yet the creepiest character is just the brother. <laughs> Right. He's always the creepiest. He he Julian. He, yeah, he just he doesn't care. He all he wants is like getting tail. Like he doesn't care where it comes from or who it is. He's my favorite. He, he's just like he's like oh it's he's like the id of the show. You know, like in psychology. Exactly. He's just, yeah. He just does what he feels like doing. And what I love about it though is the minute you see him in the first episode. The, I mean the 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 split second you see him, you're like. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. And by the end of the first episode and, and for the rest of the series, he strips he's it away. No, Nothing like he's it. He's no longer no. Ron Weasley. Not, not Ron you know? at all. Like <laughs> not at all. He just, yeah, he strips it away and he's, he becomes his Julian character. Yeah. And he's the, the brother, the son, the, the brother-in-law. Exactly. I mean, he's, he's, he's every, Buddy else's it. I know. But himself. <laughs> yeah. Right? I, he's great though. I mean, he is my favorite character. I would love to I would love to drink wine with him, smoke pot with him, <laughs> and hang out with him. Like <laughs> it, I mean that it, I was thinking last week I asked if Anne saw it. You said no. no, and you watch it by yourself. I'm like, Anne doesn't watch it? But the wine cellar. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it for the wine yeah. cellar alone. Like every time they go in the wine cellar, I'm like, what are they gonna pick next? <laughs> you know, like how how far how far in a second second season are you? Uh, I think we've uh, what do we finish third okay, okay. episode? I think it, so. It we're goes, not. I mean, we're not fully into it, but you know, it goes some strange, crazy places. You know, <laughs> like you'll 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 tell you'll tell me about that. The book of Boba Fett. Or should I say Mandalorian season three? <laughs> yes. Or or not even now. It's like it's like the prequel to uh Grogu season <laughs> Grogu one. Grogu season one. Or what's the the first of the 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 sequel trilogy? Uh the awakening, like the 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 prequel to the awakening or something. <laughs> the fourth the force awakens. Oh yeah. And I'll have to say, though, the Luke Skywalker deep fake, uh, <laughs> deep fake. Yeah, it is. It's not it's not it's not Hamill. It's Hamill's voice, but it's not Hamill's body. See, I don't even think it's Hamill's voice because his voice was all like the, and the note I have here is his voice isn't as Mark Hamill as the movies unless they cleaned it so much that it doesn't even sound like him. I think they must have cleaned some of the rasp out because his voice now is much raspier. It is, yeah, yeah. And they've kind of they've kind of de-aged it a little bit. You know, the way they do him on the planet and yeah. And he's doing the Jedi training and stuff. Right. It's uncanny. <laughs> You know, and and this is meta watching, right? Because you know he's an old man nowadays. He's got to be pushing what sixty five or something. Uh -huh. And you're like, if you were just somebody to just come out of the blue and not know anything, and just happen to watch this one off episode, you'd be like, eh, there's a dude playing a characters. <laughs> But we're meta watching. Of course. Yeah. You can't. And, and this is built for fanboys. 
You know what I mean? And he's got Grogu on a backpack running through the woods and doing somersaults and shit. And you're screaming at the television because you're like, I this is Empire. This is Empire. Like (laughs) it's like Dagobah, man. I'm like, I'm like, where's why why is it not a swamp? It should be a swamp, you know? Oh my god. And then of course, you know, they're then the the, they're they're raising up all the one-eyed toads or whatever they were. Yeah, yeah. But super uncanny yeah i you know i don't know what to make of it i like it still i'm i'm still into it but it's it's gone in places that's much less boba fett and much more mandalorian grogu i mean so it was amazing that like two episodes ago were two episodes in book of boba you you know he he set it up and you were like all right there's only three more episodes in the first season of Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? You know? Yeah. And uh, and then for, for one episode is enough. You're like, oh, Mando episode. That's great. You know? And then they do a whole nother sec. Like, they're like, when we go back to Boba Fett, if, if we even go to back to Boba Fett in the finale, like, what? I don't understand how they, you know, it's going to be great. There's only one more episode now. But is that all there is? There's only yeah, there's only eight episodes. So no, I think that this was was a seven. Was, was I think it was seven? Yeah. yeah, or was it six? No, I think it's, I think there's two more. You think there's two more? Let's I see. think there's two more. Yeah, but yeah, I agree with you though because they've gone down this rabbit hole of Mandalorian and Grogu and the chainmail armor, uh-huh. and now it's like Grogu. If you choose the lightsaber, I can train you. If you choose the armor, I can't. And now you're going to sit there. The whole next episode has to be about Grogu. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. You, you have two. How, how can how can chainmail compete with with a lightsaber? With a lightsaber that used to be Yoda's, Yoda's. lightsaber. <laughs> right. I know. Like it doesn't. It, there's no way those two things could compete. I know. It's it's like a false equivalence. <laughs> oh God, I don't know, man. You know, bottom line is, I think the title of the episode has led this to make. How, how do I put it? I think it made it in such a way that they've made the leap. To where, how do you come back from it? Yeah, I think. How do you go back to Boba Fett at this point? Well, you got to put Mando and Boba there. You know what I mean? And and I think, and yeah, and <laughs> and and what about the gunslinger? You like we have uh, that was what I love was about great. it. Well, Bane, he's from uh, Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Oh my God, Bryce lost his mind. Oh, the boys. <laughs> Tim and Mike, uh-huh. he's walking through the desert with the hat. Yeah. Before you oh, even see totally. who it is, they're screaming. Yeah. And they're like, Bane, oh my God. <laughs> Bryce is like, Bryce grab Bryce grabbed my arm. He goes, Cad Bane. I was like, who? Yeah. <laughs> no, the boys. I mean, Tim, Mike, and Bryce, man, kindred spirits. Those three are brothers, man. I swear to God. I told you Bryce watched it twice. <laughs> he oh, God. <laughs> Unbelievable. But but the, the, the best part about it, though, was, in my opinion, was early on in the in the episode when you had the the sheriff mm-hmm. who previously had Boba's armor armor. Right. And I, I turned to Clarissa. I said, see, this is why Star Wars is a space Western. Oh, totally. Right. I mean, 
And see, and I told, and you know, what, you know, you will always say the boys are a kindred spirit, you know, whatever. It's exactly what Anne said at dinner when, when Audrey looked up at the screen and the gunslingers walking in and Bryce is grabbing my arm and, and Audrey's like, what is this? And she's, and Anne's like, it's like every other Star Wars. It's a space cowboy movie. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, right? Yeah. It's a space western, space man. You got to love it. A sci-fi western. And I think they just drove it home to the fanboys yeah. that Star Wars is a space western. Yeah. You know, and it, I just love that because, and even when the, and I don't know the guy's name, I, I, should have written it down but timothy oliphant the the sheriff right but what his character's name is oh right 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 and what he does is though after he shoots those dudes who are who are doing spice yeah and he does he kicks the, over oh, right. oh yeah he spins it. no but he like flicks the he, you know he does the the pistol spinning you know before he holsters it i'm like Dude, that's totally like out of a Clint Eastwood movie. You know, it's just, it's so, it's like so And awesome. I even think like kicking over the box of spice, even that's a Western, like, you know, knocking over the barrels of liquor or moonshine or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, or like a DEA agent kicking over the Coke. This moonshine's destroying our community. Like, <laughs> yeah, we got to get rid of the Coke. Um, two more things. Okay. One is bad sport. I oh, think yeah. I told you about this one. Yeah. So I finished that, and one you probably remember, which was the night the two thousand two figure skating scandal when oh. uh, in Salt Lake City when the the Russians stumbled, but the Canadians did the perfect pairs figure skating, and then the French judge was on the take and yeah 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 but the other one though man of of horses horse jumping uh, and, and equestrian unbelievable i can't i'm not going to spoil it okay i'm going to watch that i'll watch that one i'll start with that one um unbelievable and and they're all none lead, leads into the other so you can start with that one but it's 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 like rich people are evil <laughs> Because they have all the money in the world and they don't care about anything but more money, no matter how little that more money is. Well, I mean, I think it's 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 what I was talking about. The the thesis of Schitt's Creek is there's no consequences for the rich. You know what it is? Wealth is a race without a finish line. Mm, okay. Right. Right. And you're right about that. There's no consequences because even when they get caught, they have so much money that they get a six month sentence or something. You're going to get a fine. What are you going to find me? <laughs> yeah. And and that's why, I, you know, and, and this is a little bit off topic, but but that's why I always say like a speeding ticket should be a percentage of wealth, not an arbitrary because a hundred dollars to somebody who makes 10,000 is a lot. A hundred dollars to a billionaire. Fuck. I'll speed everywhere. What do I care? Right. Exactly. (laughs) You know? And then the last thing is the legend of Vox Machina. Oh, okay. This is the, yeah, this is on, uh, uh, Amazon, Amazon prime. Okay. You know, prime video. And the reason, 
like for one thing, I'm a huge fan, but I'm a fan of the critical role YouTube. Well, actually it's Twitch. I don't watch it on Twitch, but and I barely watch it on YouTube because they're like five hour, six hour episodes. Right. Who has time for that? <laughs> but what it is it's this, and, and I've talked about this uh, about maybe five or six episodes back. Yeah. And it's this group of voice actors, and they play Dungeons and Dragons, and they play they play it, the game in such a way that they bring in their acting chops. Right. And when you watch it, and they're acting the characters with their voices and on the screen, in playing clothes, rolling dice and such, you're totally into the into the whole thing, right? So the legend of Vox Machina, so their group is called Vox Machina, and Vox Machina, a little spoiler here, but uh, it is uh, Voice Machine. Ah, okay. And that's the Latin for Voice Machine, and what it because their voice actors, voice machine, and I forget what it was. It was like superheroes, uh, SH, superheroes, IT something. <laughs> The acronym was shit, and they're like, we can't hack, we can't have an acronym of shit. So they came up with Vox Machina, and that's like their <laughs> group name and such. But anyway, so what it the what, what makes this so amazing though is past TV shows, movies, whatever that were Dungeons and Dragons related just failed miserably, and this has taken off. But nobody wanted to put up the money to front the. The, the story, the production of it, the directing and such. Yeah. And they put it out on Kickstarter and they said, we're going to put out this show. We want to do this thing, but we can't get funding. You know, will you fund us? Oh, you know, fan of ours. Masses <laughs> to the masses. <laughs> and they broke all Kickstarter records. Oh, that's great. And they got like eleven and a half million dollars and, and all this stuff to put the show together. And they did. And. <laughs> They got voice actors like so they have their own cast of voice actors from the show. Uh -huh. But then they got other voice actors to sign on for like other characters, non-player characters, NPCs and such. And they got these other like famous people and stuff to come on and do these one off characters and, and all this. And Oh, I see Dominic, Dominic, Dominic Monaghan from uh, Lost is in there. Yeah, they did tons and tons and tons of stuff. Right. Uh -huh. So what's so awesome about it, though, is so me and Claire's been watching it and they have a new like David Tennant's in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they have a new like episode drop scheme. So it's like you have like the weeklies, right? You have the all at once binge it, right? What they're doing is it's four weeks, three episodes a week. All at once. So all three up when you say three a week is it's not every other day. It's three episodes at once in a week. Thursday hits, boom, three episodes. Three episodes, okay. Next Thursday, three, three episodes. episodes. So you can binge three episodes a week. It's like how the last season of Handmaid's Tale, they did the f three or four episodes to start, and then they went week to week. Exactly. So they said, oh, that three episodes to start is great, but then instead of going for 10 more weeks, we're just going to do three more weeks and just stack them like the first week. Exactly, exactly. So crazy. It's four weeks, three episodes each. And, you know, and, and the cool thing about it, though, is, and, and the reason that I think it's, it's, 
poignant, especially like, you know, you work at Disney and all this stuff. Yeah. One of the things like you might have a good idea. You might have a huge following. You might have, you know, like there's anime stuff. There's Pokemon stuff. There's everything that's out there has its fan base. Right. But not every executive is willing to take a risk on this group on this group's fan base show or comic book series or, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. But you get enough people to crowdsource something, to crowdfund something, and you go to Amazon, a Netflix, a Hulu, you know, even an Apple or something that's not mainstream. And you say, you know what? We have $15 million. Yeah. Or whatever. This is what we've been doing. We have this like, you know, fandom YouTube thing going on. We want to do this, whatever. And they're going to look at 15 million bucks and be like, Okay, we'll entertain it for a season. Yeah. And we'll see what people think, you know? And like you said, Netflix will do it for a season. And that Cowboy Bebop was canceled, you know, what, five episodes or uh, f- uh, five days in or something? <laughs> five days in, they, they, had, they had seen enough. But yeah, no, I have a friend that actually works at Titmouse, which is one of the production companies. So. You don't even go to Amazon with the $15 million. You just produce it yourself. You go to an animation studio, you make the shows, and you you then the fully formed, the fully packaged content you have, and that's what you sell to, to Amazon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that's probably – I mean, I don't know how it went right. down, but you're probably yeah, right yeah. about that. Yeah. So you, you've, you've convinced me. I'm going to dust off my scripts. I have I have a stack of scripts for a TV show. Hell yeah. And, you know, have you heard? Have I told you about my TV show? Oh, yeah. You told me about it. Yeah, yeah. Identity Crisis. Yeah. So when you're selling it, when you're selling it, just say, just say, uh, Jim convinced me. <laughs> Jim convinced me. This way I get a cut. This way I get a cut. The legend of Vox Machina convinced could help me could help me uh and the funny thing is though it's just it's it's a D game that they stream right you know on youtube and twitch and all this stuff and it gets this and you know it gets this fan base again a group of voice actors it's five six hours a week right mm-hmm. and their big thing when they started was who's gonna watch this five hours a week <laughs> and even though it's been going on as long as it has I watch like the highlights, right? Because I'm a fan. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan. I I can't sit. I mean, who? I can't do five hours. A, uh, a, right. That's a work day for me. Five hours. <laughs> like I can't do that. You know. Like, when do you watch this thing? <laughs> it must just be on in the background for most people. Yeah. You know. I mean, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. But Ugh. I go to I go to YouTube. I look at the critical role stuff. And there's like a dozen minute 30 spots where it's like, this is when Grog said, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, I'll watch it. There's like 12 minute and 30 things, whatever. Like, okay, I'm in 25 minutes or something, you know, boom, I got five hours done in 25 minutes. I'll see you (laughs) next week. And yet the three hour episode one for campaign one has 17 million views. (laughs) Dude, it's insane. 
It is insane. And Geek and Sundry has 2.2 million subscribers. Geek and Sundry is where it started. Yeah. So me and Clarissa were Geek and Sundry fans like... Way back when. Uh, yeah, it might have been even before we moved to Lompoc. You know, it was like... Wow. 2007 or something. <laughs> And we were watching this stuff. It And I mean, you're talking like the nerdiest of the nerdiest <laughs> shorts when YouTube only did like eight minutes, eight minute videos. Right. And like, you know, if you did nine minutes, like they would just cut you off or whatever. You know, we we don't have the bandwidth to be doing <laughs> long videos. We don't have compression. We were technology. into Geek and Sundry back then. And the funny thing is. I said, I said, Clarissa, let's watch. And she had no clue what the heck we were talking about when I said the legend of Vox Machina. Right. And I said, it's critical role. And she's like, what's critical role? And Clarissa plays D&D with me and stuff, you know? Yeah. And so she was watching. So, or I, I'm sorry. I was watching something on YouTube and they made reference to Felicia Day on, on Geek and Sundry. And she said, and all I saw her from across the, the kitchen, her ears perked up. <laughs> Felicia Day, <laughs> and I said, I said, yeah, you, Geek and Sunday. <laughs> oh, is it, what's this show you're looking at? And, well, I knew she was a Felicia Day fan, but like a decade goes by, uh, but she remembered the name, and she's like, right. Well, I liked her. <laughs> I guess I'm going to like this, you know. And it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to to see her like just pop into it, and all of a sudden, instant fandom, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, though. 17 million views. And they were saying we watched this interview with them. They were saying early on, they were like the stream would show like 1700 people are watching right now. And they're like, ah, oh, that's not that many. <laughs> and then it was and then it was like they went to some. I think they said it was like Comic-Con or something, right? Okay, right. Yeah, it makes sense. And all of a sudden, there's 100,000 oh people waiting for... And they're like, oh, if there... Maybe not 100,000, but 10,000, let's yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably exaggerating, but if there's, you know, there's 10,000 people waiting to see us, that can't be everyone that's ever seen us. If we scale that, there must be like... That must be like 1%. Right. You know? And they're like, there must be millions, <laughs> you know? And, yeah, but... Let me let me caveat. I probably should have said this early. Not for children. Okay. I think you've said that before. There's sex. Sex. Well, no. Oh, vo you, the led the legend, right? The legend of Vox Machina. The the animated series. Sex, nudity, language, drinking, smoking, violence, uh, gore. I mean, the whole thing, man. It's like they don't hold back anything. <laughs> it's like half pornographic at times. <laughs> like heavy metal yes <laughs> and the animation is in that in the that style. in that uh in that style okay, cool. yeah heavy metal i forgot about that yeah all right man how'd your beer finish my beer is finishing right now and it is um it's amazing it's the the tartness and the dryness of earl gray tea as 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 a finisher as it warmed, you know, the porters there, the the bergamots no longer as as you know potent, but that dry finish is amazing. How how is yours? So you like the dry finish. So like when you drink it, it's it's like a dry wine where it gives you that like that pucker. 
Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that, yeah exactly right. No, what I like about it, though, is so it's Christmas at a New York City hotel room. And if you look, it looks like you're looking at a, at a window. OK, that's nice. Yeah. You see oh. there it's got like the bar across like it's a window. Nice. Is there are there is there any Christmas decorations in some of the windows you're looking into? Uh, none. I can tell. No, it doesn't look like it. No, it's pretty much what you see is what you get. <laughs> it finished amazing as it warmed. It got better. It got creamier. It's smoother, slightly more boozy so you tasted a little bit more alcohol as it warmed but i think that added to the improvement of it less boozy uh more boozy less sweet probably exactly right when it was cold it was less boozy more sweet when it warmed it was less sweet more boozy Mm -hmm. yeah so i think that added though i mean i i'd like the uh, not room temperature, but like that middle temperature, I think. Where, where, it, was, where it was passing through the bottom of the curve. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like a U-curve, right? Right, right, exactly. Or, or, or as fast as I drank it, maybe a J-curve. A parabola. You know I mean. <laughs> but a J-curve because it didn't quite get warm enough mm. to where, because I, la- I didn't let it sit around long enough. No. <laughs> All right, Ted, cool, man. I'm glad you had a good beer. And I think that does it for the night. So watch out for the deep fakes. Yes, I know. I will. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. All right. Yeah, you too, Ted. Later. Have a good week. Bye. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.